Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the Urban Pitch Podcast, the beautiful game of life. Today we have a very special guest, professional soccer player, Christina Birkenrode. Welcome. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm so glad that you can make it. You know, I think um, a lot of our fans uh, that watch and listen to our podcast, uh, they're obviously, uh, for the most part, fans of the game. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's still, you know, the women's side of things still growing. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. How about you give us like a little, you know, I want to go into your whole background uh, eventually. Yeah. But before that, how about we just kind of start off with, you know, where you're at right now, who you are, and a little bit about the women's game, right? Like where you're playing and all that. Yeah. Um, so... Right out of college, I played for Orlando Pride, um, got drafted there, and played there for a season and a half, had a really cool professional experience. Um, unfortunately, wasn't getting too much playing time, um, so I wanted to grow as a player, and just talking to my teammates and whatnot, the answer was to go overseas. Um, so I went to Norway for, my agent got me there um, for about four months, came back, um, it was a cool experience, but again, like, I don't know, the women's league there isn't, like, I mean, it's really good, but just the professionalism of it, the financial stability isn't completely there. Um, just a lot different than the NWSL. So, um, so came back home and got an offer to play in Prague, Czech Republic, for the Czech League, which there was, like, four other Americans there. It sounded like a good... On your team or in the league? Um, just on my team. Just on your team alone. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So... You know, it sounded really ideal, so right. I kind of just like took the risk and have been there. F- I've been there for the past year, right. and I've loved the experience. So AC Sparta, right? Yeah, AC it's, Sparta. It's like Prague. the top team in the league, or traditionally at least, right? Yeah, traditionally top team. Yeah. The men's side of it is is you know historical. They're super well known. Um, we get the opportunity to play in Champions League, which is cool. So it's just a good setup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you did. So you went from NWSL, right? You played at Orlando Pride for a little bit, and then yeah. you went, and now you played in Norway. Now you're in uh, the Czech Republic. Yes. Right? Out of those three, can, you know, what's the, what's the? I guess what is the uh, defining kind of style? If you if you like uh, think about it in your head, you know, how can you define the three or individualize it? Like, you know, how is NWSL like versus you know the one in Norway versus the Czech Republic? Yeah. Um so and, the NWSL, by the way, has like huge levels too within it as well, right? Within like uh, teams and and locker rooms and stadiums. Yeah. Right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think competitively, from top of the table to bottom of the table, yeah. NWSL is just competitive. so competitive, so yeah. dominant. Right. Um, but yeah, prof- aspect of like professionalism. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have some teams that are just you feel like royalty, and mm-hmm. then you have some teams that just. You know the facilities yeah, just aren't great, stadium. right? Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Locker rooms are just like whatever. Showers, huh? Yeah. How was Orlando? Um, Orlando was great. Good, yeah, right? Orlando is definitely one of the top teams that like just treated their players so well. Right. So I was very fortunate to be there. Um, it was kind of a disadvantage going from Orlando to going to a team in 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 like northern Norway. Yeah. Just because I mean that the contrast of professionalism was mm-hmm. just completely different. Um, I think when I went to Norway, I realized that. You're not like in women's, yeah, I'm, America. one, I'm not yeah, in America. Yeah. Two, not all professional teams are professional. Got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like going to Norway made me realize, okay, this is about the journey. This is my journey. This isn't about being the absolute best soccer player in the world. You know, this is about figuring out more about who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it was just a complete 180. Like, what complete, about the level, skill flip. level? Skill level, the Norwegian League is actually really good. Okay. Um, quite a few Americans go over there. They have a few foreigners. Um, again, from, like, the top of the table to the bottom of the table. Um, Larger disparity in skill. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, How about the pay? Comparable, better, worse? I'd say about the same. It's about the same. Maybe a little worse. A little worse. A little about worse. the same or a little worse than the U.S.? Yeah. What about the Czech Republic? So Czech crowns, actually, when you bring them back to America, okay. they are it's like nothing. Right. Um, we're not even supposed to bring back like over 10K in, in U.S. money. Yeah, right, so, right, yeah, right. So right. we're not doing that. Anyway, so we're right. not doing that. <laughs> we're not doing that. Money belt I wish there was an issue your okay, <laughs> when yeah, I brought yeah. money back. Yeah, yeah. Ten, what's 10,000 crowns? <laughs> 10,000 crowns, it's, it's not much. Okay. I think it's like probably like $1,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 
So the conversion rate you're saying is not that great. Right. Okay. Right. But how is the, um, when you have the money there in the checkout, yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's, it's definitely, I live well off on my own. Like okay. it's, it's really fun. It's mm-hmm. good. Um, definitely have more means than I, I need, right. but it's definitely not like I can't take care of a family. You know, I yeah, can't take yeah. care of anyone you're else. Flush which with is, cash out there by right, being a professional player. Right. Okay. But then you were saying earlier when we were chatting, you said like the season uh, in the Czech Republic for the women's league, it's almost it's it's almost year round, right? You have a few months off, but yeah. it's year round. Right. So you're getting paid throughout the year. Right. Okay, and so that's, that's the difference. That's yeah, the difference. Yeah. The NWSL goes for maybe like seven, at most eight months if yeah. you make the tournament. And then you have however many more months like unpaid, right. which is, I remember like my first off season, I spent all my savings, you know, just on like living accommodation, um, food, just like living on my own without being paid. And while you were staying in Orlando, you mean? Um, I actually came back to California. You came back, okay. But, but not, I, you have four months off, five months off yeah. of you need to sustain a living, right? Exactly. So you're using all your savings during that time. Exactly. Okay. And I was like coaching here and there, but yeah. like, you know, I also like hired trainers. I like, you know, you just take care live. of yourself as a just professional live. athlete, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, um, so yeah, I think that's the biggest difference between like the Czech league right now and, and, uh, NWSL is just I'm so thankful that even on like the the months we have off yeah um so we have two months off in a year right. for the league I'm in now um but we still get paid you still for those get paid months. during that month off. so we get okay. paid 12 months out of the year oh you do so which you're is the whole, amazing you getting paid the whole time yeah right. Right. yeah so monthly we don't make as much but like accumulatively together I think it, it evens out right right so it's pretty cool okay yeah and uh, you were saying that you played at Cal State Fullerton, right? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, where did you grow up, though? Uh, I grew up in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I went, so my mom passed away when I was little. And so when I was about eight years old, my dad moved us to North Carolina mm-hmm. for seven years. Um, and then moved back to San Diego when I was 15. Mm-hmm. So San That's Diego, North up. Carolina. Right. Yeah, San Diego. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, you... Talk, talk, tell us about your whole uh, journey from high school to college because it wasn't the natural path, right? <laughs> no. It wasn't like a normal path. It wasn't like you played for the uh, local club team out there, right? What's the big one that's down there? Right, surf. Surf, right? Yeah, yeah San yeah. Diego surf. Yeah. Um, they're all pretty competitive now, though. Okay. But, um, yeah, I definitely didn't have, like, the, the common, you know, play club soccer, get spotted, go to college. Because you didn't even play um, club soccer, right? No. Okay. I didn't play. Um, I guess played for like a couple tournaments here and there because okay. like I had high school teammates that just like hey like my club needs a player do you want to play mm-hmm. so I was like sure yeah um, but yeah so when I moved back from North Carolina um, to back to San Diego as a freshman everything was normal with my family um, I ended up like making varsity freshman year everything was fine I lived with my dad um, it was perfect and then unfortunately going into sophomore year um, my family kind of like I don't know fell apart I guess you could say Mm -hmm. Um, my dad turned to drugs Mm -hmm. just like drugs got involved financial instability came across us literally down to like zero basically which is just like I mean it was just a flip you know all Mm -hmm. my all my life growing up I had everything I wanted. Up in, and, so up and until my dad then, it sure was pretty that. stable. Oh, oh okay. yeah. Childhood was stable. Childhood was completely so was stable. I mean, I lost my mom, but, like, sure, that, that's tough. That's right? tough, but, age. like, it was just, like, yeah. it is what it was. But as far <laughs> as your living conditions, it wasn't, like, up and down. It was pretty stable. Right. And then when you came back to San Diego in your high school year, that's when all this kind of unfortunate thing happened. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, um, so you know, we, uh, we couldn't pay rent anymore. Uh, my dad, like, I don't know. He failed drug tests. He couldn't keep a job. It was just like, it was sad. It was sad. It was all depression, you know, for my mom passing away. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we, like, we lost our, we couldn't pay rent anymore. We lost our apartment. Um, we had a car. So we'd kind of just drive from, like, hotel to hotel all during my sophomore year. Unfortunately, like, I was at such a low because, like, <laughs> I mean, for obvious reasons, but, like, also comparing my life to, like, my teammates' lives, you know, they were all in stable households, playing club. Um, you know, seem everybody has their issues, but like it seemed from an outside perspective that everything was perfect for them okay. and everything was falling apart for me. Right. So, um, so I mean, I continued to play soccer. Soccer has always been like my sanctuary, my outlet. But like, as far as like playing club, I one couldn't afford it, two didn't think I deserved that like treatment because I was I mean 
I was like doing drugs on the side. I was doing drugs all the time. I was drinking all the time. I just like, I wasn't myself. I was letting my circumstance define who I was. And when in reality, you know, I, I, I would have handled things different, but I mean, no regrets, like it's fine. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, I was just at such a low, just like such a low. And um, I kept going down that path and I was playing soccer, I was like playing pickup soccer, I was playing um, high school soccer. And like, I was still excelling, but I wasn't playing with my full potential. Um, and I was living with friends eventually. Um, my dad actually moved back to North Carolina. He had to do his own thing. So like, I was just kind of like just left alone. Yeah. yeah, with like friends, okay. um, you know, finding like homes on Craigslist to live, like rent a room. Um, that's crazy. So I don't understand. So like you're a junior at this time or? So all that kind of went through like sophomore, sophomore junior, junior year. Senior. Okay, yeah. sophomore junior year. Okay. Yeah. So then how are you, if your dad's no longer, you know, in the area and yeah. you're just kind of on your own, uh, how are you, you're just crashing at friends places here and there? So I eventually, so after like multiple hotels, mm -hmm. multiple like just random places, yeah. um, I actually asked, I asked my friend mm -hmm. if I could live with her and her family permanently. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they said, yeah, and they, they welcomed me in. Were they aware of your situation at yeah. that time? They yeah, yeah, were yeah, aware yeah. completely okay. aware. Wow. Um, they were like, yeah, of course, like come live with us. I wish you asked us sooner. Mm -hmm. um, it, I mean, I just didn't, but again, I like was still kind of going, like, although I had a roof over my head, I was still kind of going down a path that like was just not deserving of like the future I wanted. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think just like by the parents love and just like me talking about it more and like being more open about what my situation really was at the time. I started to accept it more. I started to, you know, let my friends in more, be real with myself. Um, and I don't know, there's just like so many situations that happen that are just like miracles. Um, like I started, um, like high school soccer was consistent, but then I started guest playing for teams more. And so when I started like excelling in in those tournaments I was like okay like maybe I can do this you know and college has always been my goal college has always been my goal I've always wanted to go to college um like I knew I had the ability I just like needed the confidence in myself um so yeah so come senior year I'm still living with this family um my best friend was named Janae and it was her family and they're just you know they're helping me with college applications you know, and by this time, all my friends had already like committed to colleges. They committed like sophomore and junior year. Right, because they're getting scouted, right? Through right, club teams through and, club. Okay. And um, so yeah, I it was senior year. It was like I actually had graduated already. Okay. Yeah, I graduated. Graduated high school. I think the next weekend, um, I guess played for my for my friend's club team. It was uh, I don't think it's a club anymore. Nomads. View. Okay. Um. Yeah, and so we were playing at UCSD down in San Diego at the college. And my coach, Brian McManus, um, you know, knew my story, knew everything about me, knew my potential. I had, like, played with Nomads a little bit here and there. Um, and on the field next to us was Cal State Fullerton. And what's funny, it's, it's such a crazy world. So Damien was coached by Brian when Damien was a little boy. Damien's the Cal State Fullerton coach. Yeah, Damien Brown. Yeah. So I think at the end of the game, I think I'd like done pretty well that game, but Brian went to go talk to Damien and was like, hey, D, like, I know this girl. She's right here. She, uh, she doesn't have a college offer wrapped up, but she just graduated high school. If you take her, if you believe in her, like if you give her a scholarship because um, her financial situation isn't the best, um, like she'll she'll do good for your school like right, i promise right. take um, a look at this girl right yeah take a look at this kid she has a lot of good potential right yeah. and uh yeah and so then you yeah. went for a tryout so no tryout um okay so damien actually called me like a week later and was like hey like do you want to come uh do you want to come check out campus basically like i talked to brian i believe him like Damien knew nothing about me, right. nothing about me. Just, just like on the word of his former coach. Yeah, right. he trusts actually. his he trusts his judgment. Right? Yeah, okay. exactly. Um, awesome. So I went up to the campus mm -hmm. and I 
loved he was, like, it. Crazy I, excited at this point, though, right? I mean, he was excited. You he were just, excited. Oh, I yeah, I was but so excited. You, yeah, you had no idea exactly what's gonna happen or what's going on, right? Right. I yeah. had I had no idea. Had, I mean, I didn't even right. know what it meant to like the college like process, you know? Because right. I never like I don't know. I didn't think it was gonna be realistic after a while. Because mm-hmm. like, literally went my four years without of high school without. You know, even like visiting any high school or yeah. any colleges or anything. Yeah. So what, one thing I okay. So one thing I don't understand though is you did really well in high school, right? Yeah. Uh, you were like leading the league and and your team in a lot of different categories, right? Yeah. Uh, but then you're still not getting in contact with the uh, colleges because you're not really part of. Well, you're not really in the system, if you will, because like the yeah, club system. Basically. So I, even if you're like kicking butt on the yeah. field in high school varsity, if you're not kind of in the system of club then you just kind of fall through the cracks yeah okay. yeah that's super unfortunate mm-hmm. um especially for like i don't know inner city kids that right. like can't afford club like me like it's expensive you mm-hmm. know travel anything and um yeah so high school soccer is very i wouldn't say it's looked down upon but it's just not on anyone's radar got it it's just it's literally yeah. just a fun experience it's not where they're getting scouted right right got no it. yeah which is unfortunate though yeah. <laughs> right but hopefully that changes okay so then you went to the campus. Now so I went there. to the campus. Super yeah, excited. I Cal loved State it. Okay. Um, you know, Damien offered me what he could. Mm-hmm. I think it was like a partial to full scholarship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then said the next three years will be like taken care of. Mm-hmm. And he literally just went on word of mouth and offered me a scholarship right there. Um, so I took it and I'm pretty sure like I had like a week or two weeks back in San Diego and then I was up for preseason mm-hmm. and I stayed in the dorms. I like had no idea who anybody was like any right. of the other freshmen yeah. they didn't know who i was sure. um and then my four years at fullerton were just amazing you, lo- you had a great college experience then? oh yeah um just like the amount of growth i did from freshman year to to senior year um freshman year was amazing i was up for like rookie of the year i i don't know that was the first time where i felt like i could actually like live my dreams mm-hmm. You know, and that, I mean, my end goal was always to be, like, a professional soccer player. Mm -hmm. Like, I told my teachers that when I was in, like, second grade, you know. Um, And just, like, the fact that, you know, despite any hardships I went through, like, my path was still exactly how I saw it when Mm -hmm. I was a Mm -hmm. little girl. Right. Um, Going down the journey, there's a lot of these bumps along the way, but you're still going in the direction that you were hoping for. Exactly. So I was like, wow, like, all these miracles are happening. Like, Mm -hmm. all these you know, despite any of the hardships, like I've, you know, not a straight line whatsoever, some curves, some bumps, everything, but like my dreams are still being fulfilled. Right. So like, I'm going to keep going. I'm still on the path. Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, freshman year of college was amazing. Yeah. Um, up for like rookie of the year. Unfortunately, I lost it to someone else who got drafted actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the uh, rookie of the year for the, for the league. Yeah. Okay. For the so league. Like what, Big West? What is this? Yeah, it's Big, Big West. West. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, the rest is just history. Like, I just, I feel like I, every year, like, I kind of worked harder and harder. Okay. Um, okay, so now you're in college. You're having a great, uh, your life has changed, right, for the for the better. Oh, yeah. You're yeah, playing yeah, yeah. freshman, sophomore. You played all four years, right? Yeah. So then at what point were, was it where you're able to start making these connections and uh, have the the dream of being a being a professional reality right because a freshman year you know you're up for, but you're not you're not it's not still tangible it's not right there right, right. so what Definitely was the not. next like did you get in contact with an agent by the time you were a junior year senior how did that next transition happen um no actually like up to senior year mm-hmm. i really had no idea how like the draft process worked right. i knew i wanted to play professionally yeah. but i still didn't really know anybody else who played professionally okay. or like right it's um, not like these girls from cal state fullerton that graduated before you were were making pro right okay. right okay. um what did, so did, i was really like you didn't talk to your coach about him like no coach, I, yeah. like, <laughs> I definitely hey. but again okay. like he didn't even have that many connections right, he's not having you know, all these yeah right, yeah, right he yeah. had some connections like right. overseas i think he had one email from someone in the league so like right. yeah i mean right. i by my after senior year yeah. i emailed the coaches in the league i just like okay. um asked around looked online coaches in what league the nwsl so you just got a mailing list of all the coaches and so you can like yeah. google it sure. um yeah, you kind of just yeah, you just yeah, look you're online. hustling and you're you looking online, online. Okay, yeah. So you got the emails of the coaches, and what yep. are you doing? You're sending I them a profile. I sent them my yeah profile, soccer mm-hmm. resume, mm-hmm. video. Um, my email basically said like, "Hey, my name is Christina Birkenrode. I'm a senior at Cal State Fullerton. Yeah. Um, you know, I just graduated. I 
have high ambitions to playing professionally okay. in the NWSL. Um, here's this and this. Right, right. Hope to hear from you soon. Okay. You know, and, and uh, how was the response rate? Yeah, no, they actually uh, they actually got back to me. Okay, so all um, the coaches got back. Most of them did. Most I think there was like one who didn't. Okay. Um, but that was okay. Okay. And you want to blow up their spot? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't? No, 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 no. no. You never know, right? You don't want to uh, burn any bridges, sure right? <laughs> she might end up Maybe becoming some like New the York U.S. Team, women's but... national team uh, coach someday or something, right? <laughs> You're like, <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. so many dreams. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so good response. And then what was good the next? Yeah. yeah. So then, what was so it? Then, how did you take it from there? So then you kind of it's just a waiting game. So you like sign up for the draft right, right after your season, right. but then when you sign up. The, the draft is still like a couple months away. So yeah. it's literally just a waiting game, okay. you know? Um, so by the time the draft came, about two weeks before, the, um, the professional coaches in the NWSL usually give the players a call if they're interested. So it's like a little interview. Right. So I got a call from three teams, which wow. I was stoked about, but still there was something in me, like it's still not guaranteed. Right. Um, it made me so happy that, and just like so grateful that they were even interested in me. Three NWSL um, teams contacted you. Yeah. So, what, so what is it because you were doing really well uh, as a junior and senior, where you're, you're getting you know accolades? And yeah. So basically, your kind of resume spoke for itself. Is that right? What? So it's all about the stats. What if you hadn't contacted them though? You know what I mean? I mean, it's kind of hard to know. But were you already on their radar? Now that looking back, based on your, your I don't know your if stats? I was on their radar. Okay. I really don't. Okay. Um, I not, don't know. Because yeah. it's not like there's all these tons of scouts, right? Right. I teams, do right? think email, yeah. emailing them helped my chances sure. a bit. I mean, they obviously, you know, saw my email, yeah. saw my name. It means you want you know, it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. When they looked on the stats sheet all over it, like, you know, just on, like, the college board in America, mm-hmm. um, my name probably stuck out just because they're like, oh, I saw this in an email. Okay. Here's this, you know. Okay. So I would assume that emailing did help, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, I can't. Okay, but Felt stats wise, sure. what, what like where were you, you know, in, in your graduating class? In my graduating yeah, class, you, like, I mean, you know, were you top I was fifty like, in the nation in certain things, or what were you? Yeah, at, you know? let's see. It's kind of hard to remember now. Okay. In to- in goals, I was top twenty five. Okay. In assists, I was top forty, okay. I believe. Um, in game winning goals, I was top fifty. Okay. Um, I mean, Big West isn't, like, the most challenging, but, yeah. I mean, it's still, still, it's still D1. Yeah. yeah, it's still super competitive. Right. Um, I, think that's, I think that's about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then draft night comes. Draft night comes. Did you attend um, or no? No, so I didn't go. Okay. Uh, I couldn't, like, afford a ticket or anything. What, what was that that year? It was in Baltimore. Okay. Yeah, so, actually, draft day was, it was so casual. Right. Um, was it televised? It was, on, it was on YouTube. It was on YouTube? Okay. Yeah. So you're watching YouTube at this time? So I literally just woke up, made my coffee, okay. just put my laptop on the table, mm-hmm. was sitting on the couch in my pajamas, like mm-hmm. so casual. Okay. Um, by yourself? By myself, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I figured it'd be like, you know, a while. I, I don't know. The draft usually goes a few hours. Mm-hmm. And the previous days before the draft, I, you know, my mind was going like, so confident in one direction and then the next minute it was yeah, just like up and down basically. just such yeah. doubt you yeah. know yeah. um so yeah I'm, I'm just like kind of sitting there drinking my coffee watching the first round first round came I didn't get picked mm-hmm. that was okay I how figured many, I wouldn't how many uh in the first round so like 20 10, 10? yeah That's so it? it's okay. 10 so it's, really, it's, it's really, four yeah. groups of 10 okay so it's 40 so it's people 40 in the country in the, yeah it's and if really you think about it then. like yeah. there's I mean, hundreds and hundreds of te- D1 right. teams in America. Right. Yeah, you could be like top 50 20... in the country and you're still not going to make it, right? Yeah. And if you're not in their mind, yeah, right? Top exactly. 40. Okay. Yeah, no, it was pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I remember like getting up, I think I made more coffee or made breakfast or something. And second round was going. Mm-hmm. And, and were you super nervous at this time? I no? was pretty nervous. You were yeah. nervous, okay. I was, I was getting there. Okay, what were you hoping? I, so you, and you just said you, you weren't disappointed that much that you weren't in the top 10 right right but what were your expectations you're like hoping for just i mean i personally thought because like i mean growing up i had never been the like first round i don't know Mm -hmm. i never thought i i deserved any of like like major major success just i don't know i think like what i went through um in high school just really like messed up my mentality for a while 
um, and I, it made me feel like I lost years of, of practice. Okay, got it, um, got it. So it affected your confidence. It and, did. Right, yeah, you're not in the club system. So right, okay, right, right. So delayed your progress a little. Yeah, so okay. I thought I was going to go like third or fourth round. Third or um, fourth round, okay. But I, I mean, then there was another side of me that was like, but my stats speak for themselves, you know? Like I had great stats my senior year. I had good stats my junior year. Okay. So I, th I was hoping it'd get me somewhere. Okay, but you weren't like thinking, hey, I might not get drafted and then preparing yourself for that disappointment? Oh, I was. You were, okay. Yeah, I, I was for so, sure. Okay. I was for sure. Okay. Um, I remember like, okay, second round, top, top four picks mm -hmm. um, happened. And then this 15th pick of the second round, mm -hmm. I remember like, I remember exactly actually, it was like mm -hmm. in the Orlando Pride, like choose mm -hmm. Christina Birkenrode. That's awesome. And once I heard my name, I just like, <laughs> I was just kind of quiet, you know? Okay. I just looked at the computer and I was like, wait. <laughs> and then my phone started blowing up with like my friend's text messages. Um, and a minute later, like Tom Cervani, the head coach of the Orlando Pride called me. And uh, it was just so surreal, you know? I mean, that moment, was something I was dreaming of and saw so perfectly mm -hmm. since I was a little girl. Mm -hmm. And it just like I immediately reflected on everything I had gone through from, you know, playing pickup with older guys when I was like a nine year old girl. You know, it reminded me of like, you know, moving back across the country to play in high school and and work my hardest on the field despite any hardship that was going off off the field. You know, it just like reminded me of, of, of my why, of my purpose. And, um, and although like all odds were against me, you know, to get drafted, I, made I made it, you know? And that was like, it was just the moment I saw so perfectly as a, as a little girl. And so um, it was a dream come true. Like it really was. And like- Did you have an agent at that time? No, not okay. at that time. And then your phone starts blowing up with all these random guys <laughs> calling you saying, hey, you need I representation? A, I got a couple. I got a okay. couple agents, yeah. Um, but again, like, I felt like I still knew nothing about the process of, like, what even was going to happen after this. Yeah. And so um, so I didn't really have an agent okay. my, my first year at Orlando. Okay. Um, I actually didn't get an agent until I went to Norway to go overseas. Because that was the first time where I was like, okay, I need to understand yeah, this contract. To, right. I need to understand, like... Navigation. Navigation, process. the money situation. Yeah. Um, okay, well, with NWSL, do you need an agent in terms of, or is it pretty straightforward where there isn't really any negotiating? You know what I mean? It's yeah, set it's, and it's pretty straightforward. It's straightforward. You just have to either you, either you sign it or you don't sign it. Right, What happens right. if you don't sign it? Then are you available for, um, you're not available for any other NWSL team is what I would imagine, right? Right, so, um, so teams have players' rights. Right. And so they have to give it up. They have to give it up. Right. Right. Um, and unfortunately, there are circumstances where NWSL teams have players' rights, mm -hmm. and they won't give it up, and so they can't go to any other team in the league, in and the they're league, forced right. to go overseas. And they have to go overseas, right. right? Right. Which is, I mean, unfortunate. You know, I yeah. I strongly feel if a if a person, you know, if a player doesn't want to be at that team, right. don't hold their rights. Right. Especially, I mean we don't make that much money we don't have that much opportunity like it's not a don't bargaining it's not a bargaining chip for, you know right from a player's right. perspective necessarily right it's like hey if circumstances or family doesn't work out and i can't move all the way across the country or something right. or right and it just doesn't work out but this other team is willing to you know sign me then you know kind of let me right yeah so, yeah, yeah exactly okay so then you got signed and uh, so how did that process happen did they did you go did you fly over there and and you know and visit the facilities and the, and the administration how did that work yeah so there was a there was two other rookies that got drafted to Orlando Pride okay so and we were all from Southern California oh wow okay um and so we all flew out there mm -hmm. um went straight to Disney went World straight yeah <laughs> how'd you know no I'm just kidding yeah. no so we actually landed at night we were right. both like pretty nervous but like yeah, super yeah. excited all just three to of get you guys started were all, like met at the airport and kind of went together and kind of knew each other on the plane so two of us did two of you, me okay. and uh, danny weatherhall who's okay. still a super good friend um and so we flew over together mm -hmm. landed at night we had a, a driver pick us up like mm -hmm. third driver pick us up um and it was our first like i don't know professional experience yeah, yeah. i guess yeah. it was just so it's usually surreal. just like your friend or whatever like hey waiting on the curb or whatever yeah, right? versus like uh, orlando you know, pride yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah um okay. And yeah, so I haven't we had get that there. Moment yet, so yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, I'll pick you up. Yeah, we'll live kidding. through it. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and I just remember like driving to our apartment. They like sent us photos of like, this is where you'll be living. living this is accommodation. Oh, this wow. is everything. Um, super nice apartments. Um, just like so professional, so yeah. like well run. Yeah. Everything was perfect. So yeah. structured. Um, really made you feel like a professional, right. which is, I mean, huge. And remember driving to our apartment and just like the sunset was unreal like it was just so beautiful it was one of those moments where you're kind of just like you kind of take a step back and you're like okay this is gonna be good like I'm excited for this um and so we we get there and then you know we claim our room <laughs> we get to know each other so that all three of you are in the same apartment yeah okay, so, it's so it's a three bedroom, bedroom apartment, apartment? Okay. yeah pretty so spacious you jumped into the master bedroom right away or actually no the master bedroom was like a little too big for me okay. like <laughs> yeah because it's, if it's, it's like one master with the two small ones right yeah 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 okay so one of the other girls got the master bedroom yep okay one of the other girls did but you guys aren't paying rent right no they pay for us okay. um they yeah our living was covered okay um and so the next day we like meet some of our other teammates like Tony Presley, uh, Maddie Evans, a uh, couple others, and we kind of just like go kick the ball, you know, get the jet lag out of our legs, um, and we go kick the ball around, go like drive around Orlando, yeah. just cool experience. Um, and then training camp started, I think like maybe a week later or so. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, it was, it was definitely a big jump from Cal State Fullerton. I think uh, for me, just the biggest thing was uh, was the speed of play, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's what they usually say. It's just faster, right? Oh, so much faster. All the girls faster. are athletic, right? All, yeah. the, all the female, you know, they're all pros, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, definitely. And the majority of them on Orlando had mm-hmm. so much experience because it was right. actually a first year team. Okay. And so, um, you know, when they brought people over, they wanted, you know, obviously like experienced players, older players. So. Um, there was a good like I learned so much I learned so much um I think so I was actually the last rookie to get signed they kind of just sign you when like they feel like like so essentially like going there it was a tryout Got it. um so even when you get drafted you're not guaranteed a spot mm-hmm. like you still have to try out you still they you still, still have, have to, to want make the you. team right? right if you don't right. make the team and then you haven't signed the contract then it's like you had a good two weeks stay in Orlando but exactly but then so yeah at the end of the day <laughs> it's like a business it's like a yeah, job yeah, you know sure okay and so um so yeah it actually took me like a while to get I think it took me two months to get really accustomed to the speed of play okay um so for the two months you had not signed your contract yet no oh wow so, so, it, so there was a still a, a, a I guess a feeling of unsettledness then right oh for you, sure you were sure. well aware of this stuff. oh yeah yeah, okay. yeah totally and well, I, I what mean, took you so what was the problem Dude, again, my confidence. Oh, is your confidence? Yeah, it's again. not athleticism, right? Right. Because you're, what, like 5'10"? You're, yeah. You know, size-wise, you're good, yeah. speed and all that. So it was the confidence? Yeah. So your like, touch was just my, off or something or what? Just like my technical abilities were fine. Mm-hmm. Like it was uh, it was 100% my mind. Okay. My mind and just like I knew my abilities. I knew my potential. Okay. But, I, again, it was like comparison almost. It was like I looked at players like – like Alex Morgan, I looked at yeah. like all these older players. Was and she already there by the by this time? Or? I think she came like a week into training camp or something. Okay, yeah. Just to, okay. Um, and so what? And she, those level of players. Just those level of players. Yeah. Were they just like blowing you away, or was no, just, not skill wise. Yeah, it was just like reputation and and who they were. And yeah. Kinda, like, it kind of just like threw me off a bit. Okay, yeah, it intimidated everything. me okay. a little bit, and all so right. I wasn't playing my game. Okay. Um, and then after a while, you know, I started to build up to like my game again I really worked on my mentality I started like meditating every day uh, 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes at night Um, and really just I mean worked on my mentality again and that's something throughout my entire career since I was a little girl I've visualized and I've taken visualization very seriously because yeah again my my mental aspect is just the first thing that goes down you know Um, so I mean, when they offered me a contract, I was like a kid at Disneyland. I was so happy. I was so thankful. Um, and then, let's see, that's still first season. Um, you know, I got in a few games. I I, I feel like I did well. Um, I don't think I did as well as I could have. But, you know, at, towards the end of the season, uh, I felt super confident. Okay. I felt a lot in a line with the team. I was making good friends. Everything was perfect. So... 
off season came around and I had never worked that hard in my life, mm-hmm. like physically on my strength, on like my technical abilities, everything. You um, came back home for that? Came season? back home, yeah, for a good four or five months. Stayed in San Diego um, and then a bit up here. Um, and just like worked, worked every day. Went back to Orlando in March mm-hmm. and felt so confident. And I really felt like I deserved it. I did super well in the preseason games. I, um, I really just felt like that spot should have been mine. Okay. Or could have been mine. So or when at you're least saying like, that spot, you're talking about like a, a starting forward position? Maybe like, like not starting consistently, okay. but just like... Being in the rotation. Being in the rotation, yeah. Because I knew who I was like, my right. teammates were. I respected them 100%. Yeah. Um, but I definitely felt good about my, my game. Right. Um, at least, and being able to, because they're not, the entire squad's not traveling for away games, right? Right. So there's only extra, what, like three, four, five players? Or I think there was like two or three. Two or three that they yeah. travel additionally that goes with the team. Yeah. So you, okay, so you wanted to at least be in that, yeah. right? In yeah. In that rotation, okay? Definitely. Okay. And how were you doing during the practices? Uh, I was doing good. Okay. I was doing really well. When I first got back, um, I was doing really well. I was doing well fitness-wise, uh, scrimmage-wise, practice-wise, like everything. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I feel like as the season went on, mm-hmm. things kind of shifted from the first season. We got new players coming in. Okay. We got Marta. Mm-hmm. Um, we just like there was there was a lot of trades, mm-hmm. um, and so it just I, I wasn't getting the playing time I okay. wanted. How many how many players are on the squad, the full team? So Ross, oh, yeah. So we have a lot of training players come in. Okay. So uh, training, I think there's like 28. Okay. But so roster, uh-huh. there's like I think there's like 23. Okay. So rosters there's 23, but all 23 are under contract. Yeah. So even though you're like the 22nd, 23rd player, you're under contract, but you're just not getting any PT right. on the games. Right. Okay. Right. But then every every athlete wants to, right? Even yeah. though you're getting paid, you still want to compete and play, right? Exactly. Not just during practice. Exactly. Okay. And um. And so this was actually the time Alex Morgan was in Leon still. Right, right. And I think it was about like four months into season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I knew she was coming back and I was right. super excited for her. Um, the team was doing well, actually. Mm-hmm. And, but I knew like as that forward position, right. I was the striker that was going to get like. What? Like out. Like they were going to. they were the odd for, man out? I was the odd man out. Okay, so because, once I, okay. So how many, so what, what were you guys running? Like a four four two or? It fours? switched up, but okay. yeah, at like the end it was like of? a four-four-two. Okay, so basically yeah. two forwards, yeah. and you already have Marta occupying one spot. Yeah, and then we have they had a bunch of uh, bunch of good forwards. Okay. I mean, they just have but full offense. So, yeah. but you were thinking that once Alex Morgan comes back, you're going to be the odd forward out, and then right. get out of the rotation. Get out of the rotation, and like oh. basically my contract would end too. Got it. So yeah. I would have been that twenty-fourth player on right. the roster of twenty-three. Got it. Um, and it was unfortunate, but like, I mean, I completely understood the situation and my coaches were very straight up about it. Okay. Um, so you were in the loop. Yeah. 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 Um, and Tom, you know, he was like, you're welcome to stay. Mm -hmm. Obviously accommodation. Mm -hmm. We know like your past, we know like everything. Mm -hmm. You're welcome to stay and continue to train with us. And you just, so then you would have been able to stay and train with the team. Yeah. You would have been able to still live in your housing right but you wouldn't have gotten received a salary right is that the only difference right okay it's a and big difference but you're not receiving your salary right okay. right um you know and i i don't know it's just hard because like i needed maybe if i came from a family that had a lot of money i would have stayed and just trained mm-hmm. but unfortunately you know i didn't and so i had to like you need to go be, yeah. somewhere that i would get money that okay. i would get paid um, you weren't able to like maybe transfer to another NWSL team or you know. So I tried. Mm-hmm. Um, you can put your name in waiver. In like yeah. Okay. It's basically like a little website thing, okay. and uh, other teams can pick you. I right. think it's like within seven days or something. Yeah. And if you if they don't pick you, then you're kind of just like a free agent. Like right. you're just you know out. They just right. kind of throw you out. Right. They're gonna pick up your rights, right? That's right. Play, right. Play right. Rights during that time. Yeah. Right. Um. And it was kind of an awkward time in the season. It was like mid-season, and so yeah. there weren't many trades going on. There yeah. weren't many, you know, empty roster spots. Right. So, again, I understood the situation. Right. Um, Damn, Alex Morgan coming back in the middle of the season. <laughs> I know. There's all these uh, implications behind that that I didn't realize as a fan just reading about these, uh, you know, U.S. Mm-hmm. women's national team players that are playing 
abroad yeah. and then coming I, once their season ends they come back and join NWSL right which yeah. a lot of the players did though. Yeah, yeah definitely yeah, a ton of one. them did yeah no but yeah I mean she brings fans to the stadium obviously she's a, right. an amazing player mm-hmm. um, and so again completely yeah. understood the situation yeah. and so um, but honestly yeah I was like a little embarrassed like my ego had been hurt a little bit my pride had been crushed um, so I was just like I was at the point where I was like okay, I need to get out. I need to get out. You know, I feel like this is <laughs> yeah. the situation telling me, like, I need to do something else. Okay. Um, so I was talking to some of the girls. I was talking to Ashlyn Harris. I was talking mm-hmm. to Kaylin Kyle. And, you know, I basically was looking for guidance. I was like, you know what? Like, you know how I play. You know my style. You know, like, my mentality. Like, what do you think I should do? Mm-hmm. Like, basically reaching out for help. Okay. And they were like, Dude, go overseas, you know, like you're young, you are single, you know, yeah, yeah, you don't you have, have anything like holding right, you back. Right, right. Yeah, yeah go free. overseas. Go like, yeah, free in the wind. Right? Yeah, no, seriously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And then, um, yeah, the world is your oyster, right? You have all these options, right? Unlimited options much. for you, right? Yeah, right. so they completely changed my perspective on yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I didn't feel stuck anymore, right? You know, and so at that point, I was reaching out to different players on Orlando and it's just like, hey, do you guys know of agents? Any like, and so I, I got in touch with one agent, uh, Nils Christensen, who's actually a very popular agent in okay. the, the women's league. Yeah, he sounds uh, very Norwegian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think he's He's, he's definitely Swedish, from, he's from Scandinavia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. from Scandinavia, though, right? Nils, <laughs> For sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I emailed him, and I just mm. told him my situation. Okay. I was like, I need to get out as fast as possible. Yeah. Like, please let me know what you have. Yeah. Um, and he got back to me within, like, an hour. And I was, like, already so impressed. <laughs> and um, he was, you know, the next day he gave me, like, a list of teams. He was like, well, this team needs something, this team needs something. And all of a sudden, like, all these other doors were opening. And I didn't feel so stressed. I didn't, like, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just, like, I knew I wanted to go overseas at some point yeah. in my soccer career. Yeah. But I didn't think it would happen like that. So early. Right. right. But, again, I mean – throughout my whole life I feel like I've had this plan and then all of a sudden like life just throws a curveball and it's like okay you're still going to get to where you want to go just not in the way that you just thought just not in the way that I thought right. you know right um it's the way God works right exactly okay exactly mm-hmm. um and so yeah he gave me two teams mm-hmm. and then I kind of just like did some research on them mm-hmm. um one of the teams the team I signed for actually was willing to fly me out before um actually going there okay so that was i thought it was really cool of them i like respected them for sure because i don't think i mean that's an expensive flight you know um as in the, uh, willing to fly you out before signing yeah okay willing to fly me out before signing yeah. just to like, like for me to get a feel right See right if you want it right right the one would be like you have to sign and then we'll do it right okay and i had never been to europe i'd never been like out of america mm-hmm otherwise so like i was kind of freaked out i was kind of yeah, scared it's a big deal yeah okay. um plus you're how you're like how old at that time like 21 yeah 21 22 okay yeah at that time most people just go to tijuana and then get yeah. drunk and then come back and that's about their <laughs> honestly yeah foreign uh, you know abroad program right? yeah 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 okay definitely um and so ended up going to norway mm-hmm. um on that trial you know i really liked how they treated me they it was again it was like such a cool life experience mm-hmm. Um, during that week stay I was there they like you know took me to the mountains took me on like this cool boat ride and then like had training later that day and it was just so different than anything I ever I've ever experienced um, just the culture there right. the food and um, so how long was that initial stay so it was a week a week wow yeah so you were get you got a week to explore travel yeah. and get your feel yep and okay. uh, you know training every day yeah. and you know, at training, it was, it was a pretty good level. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nothing like Orlando Pride mm-hmm. and professionalism or just like right, Orlando player Pride's names. One of, yeah, they're one of the biggest uh, clubs with overall fans and yeah. attendance and stadium, brand new stadium, right? Definitely. Yeah, right. And so, um, you know, I was just asking the coach in Norway all these questions, like, I guess like tangible questions, like okay. how many fans you got? Yep. Uh, you know, what is this like? Mm-hmm. And I just realized at the end of my stay, like, okay, like comparison kills. Just because you are at Orlando doesn't mean 
this experience is any less good for me, you know, it's any worse for me. Okay. So, yeah, because what's the, what was the uh, stadium like size and capacity, you know? Yeah. So, um, so the men's stadium was Mm -hmm. beautiful. It was gorgeous. It was similar to the Orlando stadium. Just like, uh, I think it fit. 50,000 like it was pretty 50, big 50,000 or maybe it was like 30,000 okay, what's way, normal it's huge yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Normal, it was a yeah, good yeah, stadium yeah. You, MLS are in the 20 30,000 okay. okay it was I'm pretty it sure was it was like, like 30,000 okay yeah. that's huge though um it wasn't like a college you know like the because a lot of the 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 women's game right it's like 5,000 which is like a good right? yeah yeah one up here like empty if two three thousand show up right yeah but this was large this the men's stadium was okay. huge and the women's did not play in that stadium though no okay no I was so excited because mm-hmm. that's where they brought me on my trial sure. that's where we trained so I was okay. like oh my god this is gonna be amazing right um but no we actually trained inside at this it was like it was kind of like this it was kind of like a um uh, just indoor like a facility? indoor facility okay. facility yeah um and i mean it had some like some seats some seating Mm -hmm. had pretty weird lighting dim lighting but when we trained we actually shared it with like five other like u15 Mm -hmm. boys teams um it's just not glamorous like we're still training and stuff and it's still a great practice right word it's not glamorous right it's not glamorous whatsoever okay um but this is an indoor facility and they have fields in there yeah so they have one big field one big turf or turf field turf field yeah okay got it and so you're sharing that with other youth teams yeah yeah okay um and unfortunately in a lot of european countries Mm -hmm. no matter the age group like boys get priority like men get priority got it um and so that was kind of like a wake-up call too, going there and just like yeah. being put last. Sure. Um, yeah. yeah so in the U.S. that wouldn't happen, right? No. Like, the, or, like if you're on Orlando Pride, uh, they're not going to put the youth boys team ahead in terms of priority on practice fields and things like that. Right? that no. Would never I don't think the boys would ever be on our practice same fields. Field, you know? right? Same accommodations, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, I mean, it was just a shift in perspective, and okay. it was something to get used to. Right. It wasn't wrong. It wasn't right. Yeah. It wasn't... It's a culture it, shock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Culture difference, okay. Exactly. Um, and that was the first time I also lived alone. They got okay. me my own apartment. Again, they paid, they like, all accommodations yeah, on yeah. them, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, How was that? That must have been a pretty It was. It was weird. Right? Yeah. yeah, no. An old building, kind of, small. It was... Uh, it was small. Mm-hmm. It wasn't new. Not it wasn't decent, old, though. Right. It was just, like, a pretty normal apartment. Okay. Um, so it wasn't in, like, in a castle or anything then, right? No. <laughs> okay. That's Prague. No, okay. I'm just Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that was just, like, you know, the first four months in my life where I really, like, felt alone. I mean, the time difference from here was nine hours. Right. Um, during the winter in Norway, it was dark. I mean... The only time it was, like, light outside was from, like, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Okay. And outside so of that, it's, pretty, it's dark? It's dark, yeah, okay. outside of that. Okay. And, like, again, that was something to get used to coming from sure. Southern California and Florida, you right, know? Right, right. So I think, like, emotionally, I was just in a weird place in okay. um, in Norway. The league itself was, was really good. Mm-hmm. I think I grew a lot, but I don't think I was in the right mental state to really perform at my best mm-hmm. again. Um, and so at the end of my contract, I was just like, I'm, I'm going to go home. Okay. I'm sorry. You know? Okay. Um, but I mean, looking back at it now, I definitely like grew so much just from even taking the risk and like going overseas in the first place. Yeah. So don't regret it at all. Um, but after, after that, that was the first time where like, I really didn't have anything going for me, you know, like I came back from Norway, went home, stayed home for a bit, didn't know what I wanted. Um, I like deep down knew I wanted to play, but I was pretty like depressed after Norway, just like getting accustomed to like the weather, the culture. It was just so different than what I was used to. Um, and so, yeah, going home was just like, I needed to recenter myself and refocus. And then a month later, like that's when Prague happened. So Um, you had a month downtime and back home. Yeah. Okay. And then how did Prague happen? Your agent contacted you? No, so I actually, I, I let him go just for, I don't know, personal reasons. We just weren't, 
connecting right I wasn't comfortable in Norway just certain things we did we we weren't on the same page um so I was agentless I was teamless um it was it was pretty scary Mm -hmm. so I have a friend Megan who plays at AC Sparta Mm. and she played in Orlando so we crossed paths um and when I went to Norway she actually went to AC Sparta she moved to Prague and um there were some other foreigners there too when I got back to America, she reached out to me and said, hey, like, we just had a striker leave. Mm-hmm. Are you free? Like, what are you, what are you doing? What's your plan? Wow, that's awesome. And I was actually questioning it so much. I was like, I don't know if I want to go back to Europe, you know? Like, I don't know if I want to go back to over- overseas. That was quite a culture change. That was a shift in everything. Okay. Um, and I was honestly just, like, scared of having the same experience as I did in Norway. And so, um, you know, I, we were kind of just like talking about it for the next couple weeks and I eventually got in touch with Sparta's management and I, you know, emailed them I was like, Hey, like I'm friends with Megan. Um, are you guys looking for a player? And they immediately got back to me. I sent them my resume, sent them my video and they were like, yeah, like we want you you don't have to come on trial. We'll sign you, we'll like fly you out, everything. Um, So literally again, like a week later, I was on a plane going to Prague. Here we go again. And um, I get there in January. And I mean, just the professionalism from like picking me up at the freeway, taking me to my flat. Um, I have two other roommates, American roommates, which is so nice living with other people. Um, And yeah, so I, it's just like been from there i've loved it yeah um, and what was the so what's the level like over there because now you're at one of the top teams in the country right yeah and uh, you guys are competing in champions league yeah okay um so we won the double which is like we won league last year um and also won a separate tournament that the cup. involves our league yeah right. the cup right um, like a- like a UEFA or like the UEFA Cup or whatever domestic cup that they yeah, have. Domestic, right? Yeah, domestic. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so that was a super cool experience in itself. And then when I got back to when I got back to Prague in July, you know, we just long preseason, and then we ended up playing in Champions League, which was the coolest experience. So it's kind of like the College Cup when you like sit as a team and like. Mm-hmm pick your draw or like get watch your draw yeah so it's kind of like that so we're just watching on like champions league Mm -hmm. website and we get ajax in amsterdam Mm -hmm. that's like a legendary team so we were all super excited because we felt like you know they're beatable they're not like a leon or like anything like that so we for sure you know we were confident we were good Mm -hmm. um and the first round so it's in two legs Mm -hmm. so home and away um so we go to Amsterdam first, just such a cool experience. I mean, just like knowing that I'm playing in Champions League is yeah. like any soccer player's dream. Sure. Um, so yeah, we get to Amsterdam. We are in a super nice hotel. Like we felt like royalty. Um, we go to the Ajax's training facility and you know, we train that evening. The next day we play. And unfortunately we ended up losing 2-0. Um, I don't think we were playing our game necessarily. We had multiple opportunities right in front of goal to score. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't. And I think defensively, we could have been a little more compact. But, um, you know, that was something we were going to bring on to the next game. Okay. So we get home from Amsterdam back to Prague. Um, and I think we have like two weeks in between when they come to us. Mm-hmm. And, and you guys are still in the season though, right? You're still right. Playing your, so we're still yeah, playing our playing games. Your league games. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then the Champions League game is on, what is it, like in midweek? Yeah, it's like it on was. Wednesday? Yeah. So yeah. it's on a Wednesday? I think, I don't Wednesday remember what day. It's kind of like the men's game where they have their still, the, but then it's uh, like midweek instead yeah, of Yeah, I remember it being game. midweek. Okay. I just like don't remember what day specifically. Okay. Um, so when that's happening, though, how focused are you guys on your, on your league games? Because you guys are just running over teams during your league, right? So mm-hmm. you guys are just kind of more focused on that upcoming second leg of the Champions League game that's coming up? Yeah, okay. uh, I'm not going to lie. It was yeah. pretty hard to stay focused right. on, on our league games because 
because we are all just trying to prepare for the Champions League game. Okay. Um, and you guys get you guys get paid for that too, right? You guys like there's a purse, right? If you win, right? If we win, yeah. yeah. If you win, right? Yeah. It's not as if it, yeah. So. So I feel like when you're playing women's soccer, like every battle counts, you know. Yeah, right. So. Um, there's a financial incentive. Yeah, there really is. Okay. There really is. Okay, um, so how did that home game go? So it was so good at first. Mm -hmm. We had such a big audience. Mm -hmm. um, it was in the men's stadium, which was so fun. Okay. Um, what, was I, the crowd, what was the crowd like? How many, how many people are we talking that come to the champion? Is it a big, larger crowd for the Champions League match? For sure, a larger it crowd. Okay. Yeah, I think it was like 5,000. Okay. 5,000. So it's a, yeah, pretty it was good, a pretty good turnout. Yeah, turnout, atmosphere. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we, I mean, we knew what we had to work on. You know, we yeah. knew defensively we had to stay compact. We knew we had to keep attacking. And right. because, um, because they scored two at home, mm -hmm. we had to score. Sure. Um, yeah, because even if you score like one zero you'll or one yeah one zero you'll lose right right yeah right it has to be at we least had two to zero. see right exactly yeah. and so um you know we were playing our game the game started uh we were just offensively just pressing okay um and we were going at goal so much and i ended up scoring i think in like the 20th minute mm -hmm. or something and just after that it was just you know we knew we had it we were like all right let's keep going let's keep getting these goals we were I mean we were combining so well like we felt like so confident in our own game mm -hmm. um and then at halftime yeah you know, I don't know what happened mm -hmm. just the second half we came out and I think defensively we just turned off for for two minutes mm -hmm. and in two minutes they end up scoring two goals oh wow and it was just I think after that we just we just lost all hope. Yeah. We were just, yeah. you know, we kept fighting, obviously. Yeah, the only but way you like, can win at that point, you have to win like 4 2 or something, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, they, they're scoring on away, and that right. counts. That's the tiebreaker, right? Right. Yeah. So, um, so that was my first experience in Champions League. Mm -hmm. It was a great experience mm -hmm. in all. I do think we could have beat them. And, um, yeah, I am. Hopefully looking forward to playing again next year mm -hmm. in Champions League. So that was your first experience in Champions League? That was my first that was experience. The first, that was the first match? Yeah. The first matchup? Okay. So first round. That was first round. So unfortunately okay. we got out. Um, yeah. Slavia, it's really good for our league. They're actually still in it. They're okay. in the the eight. Okay. So, so they're still in it right now? They're still in it, okay. yeah. So when we get back to mm -hmm. Prague, I think they have a game in like two weeks or something. Okay. So, I mean... I'm stoked for them. Right. Jealous, but... Right. <laughs> it's kind of a uh, double-edged sword because they're your rivals, but at the same time, they give respect to your mm -hmm. domestic league as well, right? The exactly. Go, right? When it, yeah, it just looks good on us, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. hopefully it just brings more foreigners to that league mm -hmm. in the future so it gets a little more competitive from top to bottom, you know? Do the, do the domestic players in the league the Czech Republic do they get along with the foreigners or do, is there like a chip on their shoulder you know what I mean so um, how's that dynamic so it's good I feel like our team is very very friendly mm -hmm. um, all the Czech girls are pretty eager or not all of them mm -hmm. some of them can't speak English whatsoever okay um, but a lot of them are very like open to learning and right. want to learn right. um, and we just have like a good communication I think the foreigners on our team the Americans on, on Sparta are like yeah. just very like good open people mm -hmm. um that want to also get to know the czech culture mm -hmm. um so yeah the czech girls definitely like don't have a chip on their shoulder but i can imagine that it gets pretty annoying at practice when like we have to explain a drill in mm -hmm. english like mm -hmm. re-explain everything in right. in english i'm sure it like slows down the pace a sure, little bit sure. um is it the coach that's bilingual or do you guys have an interpreter on the side that's you know, so translate? the coach actually only speaks Czech okay. unfortunately um, so the girls usually have translate to, for us yeah but if we don't understand we usually just either go to the end of the line yeah, and just yeah. watch right. or like we're like hey like mm -hmm. we need to explain this more because like I don't get it mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um, but luckily they're pretty like they're pretty good about like really explaining to us and like taking time to do so right is there a designated player type situation out there or no so are there reserved spots that are limited for foreign players like you guys yeah so um so i think you can have max five foreigners mm. so we filled we filled our cap mm. <laughs> yeah okay yeah and are those what are those usually positions are they like the attacking forwards it's like is like the 
Chinese basketball league where you know each of the foreign players are centers and point guards. So. Wait, I didn't know that actually. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is that like? Yeah, yeah. Is that just for fun or just no, like? Because they're the they're the ones the... that are tall and huge and athletic, right? Okay. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not all the Chinese players are gonna become like seven foot athletic, you know, African Americans <laughs> that just dunk on everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For real, <laughs> yeah. just all that power. Yeah. Um, no, so like, there's not like a designated okay. anything. Um, I do think they primarily try to get offensive players. Mm -hmm. um, right. But we actually have one girl that that plays center back and outside back. Okay. Um, so. The other ones are offensive oriented, though. Yeah. They're all offensive players. Yeah. Okay. So I would imagine I'm I'm pretty sure the designated players are usually offensive, but yeah. like also it just depends what like that team needs. Mm -hmm. So. It all depends. So how is the lifestyle out there? in Prague. Lifestyle is really yeah. cool. I uh, So it's a very like, it's a very progressive city. Um, it's growing culturally and everything. It's so Prague is, it's a very like, I don't know, like hip crowd, mm -hmm. like very artsy, very um, cultural, culturally enthusiastic. Um, they love the men's team. I mm -hmm. feel like everybody loves like AC Sparta, the men's team. Mm -hmm. They like the women's team too, but most people don't like know okay. it exists. Are the uniforms really? The yeah. Okay. So that's cool. Okay. Um, so then, when you're then, wearing your uniform, is there a confusion? They just think you're like a fan of the men's team or something at times. Basically. <laughs> and then you tell them, "No, I play on the women's team." Yeah, and okay. then they usually get pretty like psyched yeah. about it. Yeah, They're like, yeah. "Oh wow!" Uh -huh. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's cool. So it's a. Uh, I mean, that, that city itself has, like, so much history mm -hmm. um, just from, you know, what happened mm -hmm. in World War II, I think, with Hitler and stuff. But, um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's really fun. Mm -hmm. There's a ton of museums. The coffee shop culture, I think, is, like, the best in the world. Okay. Um, coffee or hashish? I don't know. <laughs> I don't is know. Coffee? Is it coffee or it's is coffee. it like oh, okay. what is hashish? You know, like when you go to like Amsterdam, the coffee shops are actually smoking in there, and so it's oh, like a weed no, culture. No, no, <laughs> no, okay. no, nah. Okay, that'd be cool though. <laughs> that would be cool. Okay, I do want to go visit Amsterdam again, like off soccer though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, just like also, uh, just like how. Prague eats and like the health wise health aspect of it is is so big I mean there's so many health food stores mm -hmm. it's like I feel like all the restaurants are like health conscious okay. um, which is so cool so are you going out with your roommates all the time and exploring the city together is that how you guys normally do it or you, you yeah so I think at first like when we first got there we did so more so mm -hmm. um, my day routine so I actually have two other jobs there too oh, just because wow. we had so much time like we have so much time okay um, we train for two hours a day. Okay. And then... This is in the morning? Uh, in the evening. And you, then... You train in the evening? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because wow. most of the girls have jobs. Like, oh, have day, actual jobs. jobs. Yeah. Got it. Like, wow. real jobs. Okay. <laughs> um, and so, Tuesday and Thursdays, we actually have a morning training from 9 to 10. Mm -hmm. And then, Monday, Tuesday, training from 5 to 7 as well. Mm -hmm. Wednesdays, we have off Thursday, Friday, mm -hmm. 5 to 7 as well okay. and then and games on the weekend sa Saturday or Sunday yeah okay yeah um okay. so, well, so I, what kind of jobs are you guys doing what are your jobs first of all yeah so I nanny this one little Chuck boy oh, okay. and he's so cute okay. um that's like so I think once or twice well, au pair was a living so you're not an au pair right so you no. just go there I literally just go there mm -hmm. go to his house like okay. his his mom is usually there okay. I just like hang out with them really okay. um how old is he He's two. Okay. I think his mom just wants him to hear more English. Oh, uh, okay. Um, most sure. of the parents are doing that nowadays in right. Prague. So she's asking like, you to just speak English then? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I do she that. She doesn't want your broken Czech? No. <laughs> I've tried speaking Czech to her and she's like, stop. <laughs> just stop. Mm -hmm. um, and then on the side, I actually work for, so it's called Prague English Football School. Mm -hmm. And it's a, just like basically coaching little kids. You just okay. go to like all these different primary schools. Mm -hmm. And you coach them for like a couple hours a day in English. In English. Okay, so you so basically you're utilizing your English to, to as a nanny, yeah, kind of partially, but then you're also like an English teacher, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Supplement, so yeah. supplementing your income. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Um, and well, I mean, you're able to make savings out there, unlike NWSL, where you have that five months off kind of deal, right? Right. Okay. Right. So I have a I have a pretty full schedule, but I also, you know, I want to do these things. Yeah. You know, it's not like I have to do them. Yeah. Um, which is cool. And I mean, like, 
I still, even besides that, I still have so much time to, like, work on myself and, like, do things to, like, take care of myself. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it's cool. I I really feel like I've established, like, an actual life over there. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, me and my my friends do go Mm -hmm. out in the city quite a bit and just, like, explore, walk around. Right. Um, It's it's so fun. I definitely advise, like, everyone to go there. Really? (laughs) Yeah. The, so then when you guys hang out, do you guys stand out like athletes or you guys just blend in? No, I think we just blend in. Blend in? Um, yeah. I mean, there are some places that we definitely stand out. Like if we just walk in like an empty coffee shop, it's like five, you know, pretty like athletic looking girls, strong personalities. Um, but I mean, if we're just like walking down the road, there's there's so many tourists there. There's like right. so many different kinds of people. Yeah. Um, that we we don't really stand out that much. All I right. wish we did, but <laughs> what, what about uh, you know what what do we have to look forward to in the future? You know what what are your next uh, upcoming plans and what, what are you looking to do in the next six months to a year? Yeah, so I still have six months on my contract for yeah. um, for Sparta, which mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to just finishing the season strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that, honestly, it's it's pretty unknown. I've I've wanted to take like I love individual coaching and I love health and I love passing on my knowledge of like my journey and my mentality and whatnot and I just hope that like I hope to like share my story with with people Mm -hmm. in places and hopefully just like inspire the youth Mm -hmm. you know um so I think you know I think I just want to like come back to America and like share my experiences with people and just like you know some motivational speaking here and there um just continue to coach, continue to learn the game. Maybe I'll get contracted somewhere else. How far along do you anticipate your career? You know, um, what are you thinking? I think it just till it doesn't feel right anymore. Okay. Till you know another opportunity comes Unforeseeable up. Unforeseeable future. You're still gonna continue to play professionally, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, definitely keeping my options open. Not sure where. I would love to land in America again. Mm-hmm. Um, What's one of the dream teams? Let's, let's visualize this and see if we can make it happen. What are, what are you thinking in terms of, do you want to come back to NWSL? Yeah, I okay. do. I would love to. Um, I mean, Orlando Pride would be amazing again. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar with it. Yeah. Um, I think Portland would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I even thought like, I mean, Houston would be really cool too. Mm-hmm. Really, I at this point, I'm not going to be picky. Sure, I feel like you sure. can't really be too picky. I feel with like you're like, these top teams with huge, great fan culture too, right? I know, yeah, I know, yeah. I know. Yeah, those yeah. three teams are definitely stand out in that sense, right? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, and I think altogether, like, I think every year, like, the fan participation is growing. So that's amazing, and I hope it continues to do so. Um, but yeah, I don't know where the where the future will take me, but I know it'll be. I know it'll be good, and I know like where I am, like I'm meant to be where I am. So awesome. Yeah. Well, we wish you the best of luck, and thank you so much for coming here and sharing us uh, about your life and your journey thus far. Yeah, thank and you for yeah, having me. We wish you the best of luck in the future as well. Cool, thank you. All right, thanks guys for joining us on the Urban Pitch Podcast, the beautiful game of life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.